Welcome to episode 71 of All the Small Takes. It is a late night, very late night, by our standards, edition of All the Small Takes. John Cooper here with me. The energy is high, though, for it being a relatively late night. I think we're all we're all pretty awake. We're all pretty lively. Guys, how's it going? It's going good. It's Law School Friday, so that's always exciting. And Cooper? Uh, yeah, the grind's real. Hey, I appreciate you calling me out right there. That goes a long way. Anyways. Spread the love. Grind's real. I'm being kind of lazy. I didn't even set up my microphone. Whatever. Who cares? It's a better so, sound so. quality than, than we usually have coming from John's end of the Google Hangout. So yep. <laughs> it all evens out. Now, John, you've been on a good streak. We were concerned about what happened when all of the students came back to Bloomington. And knock on wood, it's been, uh, it's been pretty clean last month or so. Yeah. We'll see about that. Up, upgrade from broadband to... <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Like, no. Now, do you, now do you have an Ethernet cable? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be better. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to cover... We kind of have a... I don't know. We don't really have a, a clear roadmap for where tonight's going. We kind of do, but it's late night. We're just going to let the, the conversation go where it may. We're going to cover some... Uh, some soccer, we're going to cover some NFL, try to hit on the NFL uh, since we did just have week one, and then we'll, of course, cover college football too. Uh, but first, check us out on Twitter, at Small Takes. You can find weekly updates on our uh, on our picks, on our pick six, and how we're all how that's all shaking out standings-wise. Don't cast judgment too quickly. It's early in the season. Um, you can also catch Cooper's takes. Cooper will be live and on-site at the Ohio State TCU game this weekend. So takes will maybe extra hot. I don't know. We're maybe just we'll not consistent. It depends on how the game is going. That's <laughs> <laughs> very true. We'll see if we have to censor Cooper's Twitter <laughs> access on Saturday night. Um, we're going to get to that. Um, yeah, check us out on Twitter, at Small Takes. Send us an email if you want, all the small takes at gmail.com. Uh, the only person that has sent us an email in the last seven months is Squarespace telling us that the credit card we use is uh, got, got declined. Oh, so if you, if you want to fill in the inbox or pay for our Squarespace subscription, yeah. feel free to hit us up. <laughs> hey, thanks for really selling us there, man. I appreciate that. So, selling what? Are you being sarcastic? A little. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying. If someone wants, if, if a good Samaritan, if an angel investor wants to, to be the first, <laughs> the first, person on the ground floor of all the small takes we would welcome it or just an email you know what i, I think some good you know sell for our podcast though would be our well, this isn't a betting podcast and john likes to say that uh you know we're not giving betting advice but if you look at our pick six records i mean we're pretty good just throwing that out there we're all yeah. 500 and if you go to the opposite of my picks for the, the <laughs> if you I, fade I, john's mortal lock mortal yeah. lock you'll do great fade those yep that's the move. So, Cooper, are you are you saying maybe we should set up like a weekly, like I don't know, newsletter just, or something? I don't. Maybe, maybe I don't know. We could also set up hey. like an all the small takes little fun that gets bet on all our pick six games. Oh, you know, just like Ooh. oh, yeah. like Carl Nassib says, you know, like if you grow ten percent every yeah. <laughs> every year for seven years, you can quadruple your money or whatever he said. Yeah, no, that's, Which, the yeah, math checks out. Yep, that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you would like, if you would like to give us money and then tell three friends and have them give you money, and then you'll quadruple our money. We're not yes. doing a pyramid scheme here. Not not <laughs> doing a pyramid scheme here. Multi-level marketing, not, not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> On a different note, I heard that uh, our podcast is actually great to listen to after we make picks, um, like the week after. So maybe for those of you that are finding it hard to listen to the week of, wait until you've seen the games, and then listen to our listen to our picks afterwards. I heard that really ups the entertainment value. Got some feedback about that. <laughs> like Ball State and Notre Dame, you know. Mm. Yeah, mm. that was a, that was a whiff. I I don't blame us for that. Yeah, we were on three. Yeah, that was not not a good one. That's not our fault though. No, it really no. isn't. Mm-mm. We're gonna get to that. Um, so yeah. Feel free to email us if you want in on the uh, on the small takes pyramid scheme slash gambling slash fund. Uh, all right, before we get into a lot of football, let's quickly talk about football. 
And uh, the lads, the, the U.S. men's national team was back at it. Is this the start of World Cup qualifying? Right? Uh, this is like the official kickoff to kind of. something, I mean, something still like that. Yeah. So they don't actually mean anything. Except yeah, they don't for count. getting like, experience. Um, but yeah, they're so important. Yeah, and to that point, the U.S. team got a win last night against Mexico, one nothing, with a uh, a very different looking lineup, as I understand it. I didn't watch the game, and John and I were talking earlier before you joined us, Cooper, about how it was. It seemed like a late start, even though the game was in Nashville. Yeah, game was slotted to start at eight thirty, and for whatever dumb reason, uh, probably because Nashville doesn't have good soccer fans, it started at nine. That's definitely it. Uh huh. So I'm just yeah. like getting that FC Cincinnati national rivalry going early. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so anyway, one nothing with a with a different looking lineup. Some younger players it seemed like um, reactions. John Cooper. I don't know whoever, whichever of you wants to jump in first. Cooper, did you watch the game? John already said he didn't. He was asleep. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We didn't need to, <laughs> didn't need to throw that out there right I, now. I could have yeah, gone a give, couple minutes. Give John the chance to lie. Um, <laughs> Apologies, John. <laughs> yeah, I watched, I watched the first half. And honestly, the first half didn't look that good. We looked pretty rusty. Um, apparently, we kind of turned on the first half. I guess what happened is there was a red card uh, because one of our guys called a Mexican player short. Uh, classic, classic smack talk. Uh, that led well, to a Mexican red card. And then I think we capitalized on that kind of shortly after. Um, it was okay. I was really excited about the lineup. There's some young... Guys, especially in our midfield, who I'm really excited about. I actually kind of loved the majority of our lineup. I think a lot of those players you're going to see uh, in the like, you know, full World Cup qualifying squad. Uh, Wes McKenney's the real deal. I think he is. Uh, you know, pairing him with Christian Pulisic is going to be is going to do big things to U.S. Men's National Team, um, and he's kind of making it uh, in the Bundesliga right now. Our problem right now is we don't have a striker. We don't have a number nine. We don't have anyone to put the ball in the back of the net. Taylor Twelman made this very clear uh, pregame when he was yelling at the TV because I think that's the only way he can broadcast now. Um, I he's think very angry. It's very he's angry just man. always angry. I think of the top 20 goal scorers in the MLS, I think this was his stat. Only two are eligible to play on the U.S. men's national team. Well, one of them is, you know, was born in England. So that's not good. We don't have a number nine. We need to figure that out. And I don't really know of anyone on the radar. But midfields look good. Defense look good. I like our goalie. It's okay. John, since you watched the game. Oh, yeah. I'd like to give you the opportunity to, to jump in here now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you, well. You actually you were going to object to something Cooper said. I was. I think I'm a little more familiar with the sequence of what happened than Cooper was. Um, Matt Miazga did not solicit anything what happened was uh the mexico players can't what well, mexican player actually came up and checked him after a particularly hard challenge and miazga started jawing with him and then people came in to separate them and then he made a comment about how well he didn't make a comment he moved his hand down below he made a gesture, his, made a gesture not an obscene gesture just a gesture no, he moved, yeah he moved, a size moved gesture his, but yeah. it was a repeated it. gesture too because then it when was he walked away he, yeah yeah he emphasized yeah. it he yeah emphasized yeah. That he and then he squatted he below so the lawn. yeah exactly yeah and that really upset a lot of the mexican players um and then a different player got a red card called on them and then the united states scored after that um on a very nice breakaway uh it was taylor adams right who scored tyler adams, made like yeah. Tyler Adams, he made like a 40 yard run to get to finish off a cross. So that's, I mean, that's, that's what we need to be doing is that 40 yard run thing. So that was great. Um, and then the U S team played scrappy against Mexico, which is always good. And we won and they didn't. So that's always a plus. Hey Jeff, as a resident small guy, how do you feel about this? I was just going to jump in with that. I typically, I would come to the defense of small people, but, um, when it comes to the USAT, like when it comes to USA versus Mexico, I'm always a fan of a little bit of chippiness and a little bit of shade being thrown. Uh, petty wars is like the NBA would, would, would call it. I'm, I'm very much here for that in soccer. But no, I, don't, I guess to close this on a serious note, it was a friendly. It was, it, it was like an, ex, I guess you could call it like a experimental lineup or experimental game for the U.S. How much stock do you put in the win? Zero. Zero? Zero. I don't think Mexican played a single player from their World Cup squad. 
Um, and I think actually a lot of those players will be in, in our eventual squads um, in terms of World Cup qualifying. Fine. So I'm not putting much stock in it. I liked individual performances, but uh, as a whole entire unit, it doesn't really mean much. Yeah, neither team had a full-time manager either, and the U.S. is still waiting for the what the Columbus FC guy to decide if he wants to manage the men's national team. Is that what's yeah? Fairholter. Yep. Yeah. Oh, really? So, the crew. Yeah, which is a great sign. Yeah, you know, if like your U.S. men's national team somehow has to wait for the manager to finish the MLS season, yeah, uh, that's a good sign and kind of the progress that your national team is making. Or at least the progress that our general manager has in negotiating with anyone. Mm-hmm. Ernie Stewart doing a wonderful job. Yeah. Buddy, I hate to put it in but you're part of the MLS now, Cooper. So you, you, careful with the slander. Yeah, you got to protect the shield. Yeah. <laughs> I would sure hope if the coach of FC Cincinnati got offered the job to coach the U.S. men's national team, he would take it. Like I would I, just like you should prioritize those jobs. One is certainly better than the other. What he hasn't been offered the job yet. They're in a preliminary stage where it's like, would you take the job if you were offered it? Because you never offer some guy a job if you're not sure he's going to take it. And he said, well, I'm sure he said something along the lines of, I would like to finish up this club season because which is a more, ridiculous statement. It's a ridiculous, That's ridiculous. Statement. <laughs> But he hasn't turned. He hasn't been offered the job and turned and, and turned it down yet. Let's let's be clear about that. No, I'm not. And this is whatever. this is this the is whole a manage- situation is not good. It's a management problem. All right, because Ernie Stewart should have moved on if this guy didn't want the job. And I don't That's know why Juan Carlos Osorio doesn't have a job. I thought he was a fine manager yeah. in Mexico. Yeah, I would love for him to coach the United States team, but whatever. Okay. Well, the the road oh, wait, to. Wait, wait. Go ahead. Hold on. We got one more soccer thing. Sorry. Yes. I'm, I'm late yes. on this. Um, so this is kind of a tradition now, but we probably need to check up on Man United's relegation uh, prospects. Right? Hey, thank you, thank you so on. much. I'll have put they, it oversight, they, oversight on my part. Things have not changed since have they last changed? week. Nothing's changed? Okay, so there's still four. Uh, three probably because no games were played. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did have a whole discussion about international. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Man United still three points out of relegation. Arsenal only four points out of Europe. Um, so. <laughs> hey, Sean, who's Numbers actually playing? Lie. Who's playing in Europe? Numbers year? don't lie. Numbers don't lie. All right. Well, Arsenal's uh, playing <laughs> this year, so <laughs> they are. All right. Are they? Hey, really? They made now? Europa. Is that true? I they did. I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's double check that. Right, Let's well, just move while on. They're, while they're checking it, I can. We, I, we've I, gotten sidetracked, Jeff. Let's no, no, no. It's fine. I'm going to sidetrack us a little bit further. The Red Sox just won their 100th game. Oh, well, the Phillies are not going to win 100 games this year. No, Philly, things, have, things have fallen off for the Phillies a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'd hate to say that the Red Sox had something to do with it, but. Mm. Uh, mm. We tried. We, we tried to help you. We swept the Braves in Atlanta for you. Yeah. What are you hey, at least do? we're not the Nationals. <laughs> True. <laughs> At least none of us are Nationals fans. Yeah. Uh, do we have confirmation? Can we please yeah. move on? Confirmed. Confirmed. Arsenal's playing in Europa, the second tier of European. Called it. Very, very confident about it. Along Let's with Chelsea. Make, keep that on the record. Mm-hmm. And other news, they're talking about starting a third tier of the European nice. uh, competition. Fun. So Arsenal right, will never not be playing in Europe. <laughs> 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 so the NFL. Yeah, the NFL. Yeah, the NFL. Uh, we made a pledge to ourselves to try to talk more about the NFL because we do tend to skew pretty heavily towards college football. Um, so we're going to do – I don't even – this isn't really a segment. We're just going to run through some storylines from week one in the NFL, um, chat about it, reactions to it. We'll start with uh, a slate of first-year quarterbacks. John corrected me. And said so we can't call them rookies because Pat Mahomes is technically not a rookie. But uh, what does neither. that make Ben Simmons? Yep, neither is Ben Simmons. Oh. Ben Simmons is injured. Ben Ooh, Simmons is injured. I, li- I like you. Yeah. Injured. I like, uh-huh. Injured. I like you trying to sneak this in while I mute, uh, muted myself and I'm plugging in the, the iPad for charging. But hmm. I'm a little Good. too sly for that. Got to stay on top of the game. Uh, so anyway, first-year quarterbacks, Mahomes, Sam Darnold, did Josh Allen actually get snaps on Sunday? I'm not even. I didn't think. He I can't did. imagine they let Nathan Peterman play the entire game. 
Well, he didn't. He didn't throw four interceptions like Matt Stafford did. Didn't he throw? I feel like he threw at least three. He threw, he threw five in one half. But... Yeah, that was last year. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was last the, year. The golden but half. That was last year. <laughs> uh, but they did just announce that today. I saw that Josh Allen will be the starter week two. I don't think I missed any other first year QBs. We could throw Deshaun Watson into this if we want to. Um, but we'll start with I guess which first year QB. Let's do it this way. Was most impressive to you, Cooper? Uh, duh, Mahomes. Yeah. Like it's not even close. Yeah, Mahomes, Darnold. Looked... You make a case for Darnold. I think you make uh, a case for Darnold because well, he's if a you rookie. could like make a little sneak peek into my wasted data. Anyways, um, I'm not gonna go there. No. So Mahomes, I think, was super impressive. The Chiefs, Chiefs look super dynamic. I think this is jumping way far ahead. The way Mahomes throws the ball reminds me of the way Aaron Rodgers throws the ball. Um, and I'm just going to leave that there. He looks very comfortable and very confident making every single throw that an NFL quarterback is asked to make. Yeah, I've seen the Rodgers comparison. I've seen the Favre comparison. That seems to be one that people like. John, what about you? Who did you, who did you think was most impressive? Um, well, just to correct myself real quick, uh, Nathan Peterman, while he did not throw four interceptions, he did throw two after completing five passes. Josh Allen did complete five, six passes after fi- on 15 attempts. Um, I don't know. I, I, so I, I thought, I mean, it's, I only really watched one of them play, and that was um, Sam Darnold. And I thought he looked all right. Um, I mean, he didn't look amazing. He did throw a pick six with his first pass. But, I mean, shepherded his team to a win, which is big, mostly, on the, mostly because of the defense, a la Mark Sanchez. But, you know, did make a lot of mistakes. Had a had a strong close to the game, but I mean, just looking at Mahomes' stats and how his team did, I and mean, that's just amazing. I mean, that's really good. Uh, I'm probably decide with him. Yeah, I think the most telling stat of the whole first game of the season for the Chiefs is that I think Travis Kelsey was targeted twice in the entire game. So one of the best tight ends of football was wasn't even they didn't even scratch the surface of like unlocking that aspect of the offense, which Tyreek Hill rightfully. Uh, got most of the yards and the attention. Um, yeah, it's hard to hard to disagree with Mahomes, although I was I thought Donald bouncing back from your first career NFL pass being a pick six I think I think that's that was like a big step for him going back to what we had talked about a few weeks ago of like, do you want to throw a rookie quarterback into the fire week one and after that play, they, pretty much the worst case scenario for how you start for them to end up winning winning dominantly i think it was a big step for for him and for the team um so uh do bears packers but this game oh man this game gosh um, oh. did we all go to bed at halftime i did i watched I did. the whole thing we watched the whole game on a sunday night it was so riveting <laughs> it was just like an emotional roller coaster i couldn't handle it Obviously, i was gonna get off <laughs> it was because you went to bed thinking, as I did, that Rodgers was out at least for the game, if not the season, that the Bears had a, a defense that was going to lay ruin to the rest of the NFC and that uh, the game was over. And obviously woke up and a very different thing happened. Um, John, did you watch the game, any of the game, or did you? I did. Yeah, I, watched, I actually watched a bit to, to the other side of halftime. I watched the first I don't know, the first Aaron Rodgers scoring drive. Um, yeah, they got them back to like 24-10 or something. But it was like, I mean, that's how you know the Bears are not there. Like, I know Aaron Rodgers is great and all, but he was not mobile in the, <laughs> at all and couldn't really deal with himself outside of the pocket. And Aaron Rodgers is great, but that's just, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get what was going on with the Bears, that you just go completely into a shell and give up a, 21 point lead so you're not buying you're not buying the mitchell trubisky scott stock well i mean i'm not buying that i'm the the guy who was who's their head coach and who was also calling the plays was had been like an offensive coordinator for a year or two years yeah nagy right he succeeded doug peterson like i mean there's a a mental aspect to it too where he's gotta you know get his guys ready to go and keep calling an aggressive game plan and he did not do that and i think that's the bigger problem i don't think it's 
I don't think it's the players so much. They've got a really good team, but the head coach has got to put it all together. So many things from this game. Mitch Trubisky got to that final drive, and it was just, it looked like he was not ready at all. Like the stage was way too big for him. Um, there was a third and one play in the fourth quarter where all the Bears needed to do was basically get a first down. And for whatever reason, they threw it into the end zone instead of giving it to one of either their two best players on the field, which is both their running backs, which made no sense whatsoever. And then lastly, like I imagine rooting against Aaron Rodgers is like rooting against LeBron James, and I've never really been on the other side of that. And I root against the Packers because they're annoying because their whole team sucks except one guy. And I imagine that is exactly what rooting against LeBron is like. And I just like, it's unbelievable what he can do. It's crazy. He has to be the best quarterback of all time. I'm sorry. Mm, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. There, huh? I do want to go there. He has I, to be better than Tom Brady. I think he's got Tom the Brady could wrist. not do what Aaron Rodgers does. He, he did exactly that, that in the Super Bowl. Joke of a team. The Packers are a joke. Their best defensive player is Clay Matthews, who probably wouldn't play for half of the teams in the NFL. Like, the Packers don't are have, so Don't they have Haha Clinton Dick? Yeah, who I think ranked like 35th out of starting safeties by Pro Football Focus. Gosh. Like, they are, the Packers are so bad with such a, I don't even think Mike McCarthy is a good coach. They Oof. just, oh, man. Well, Aaron to McCarthy's Rodgers, credit, what he uh, did in the second half was design an offense that Rodgers basically all he had to do was take a snap and in two seconds or less, the ball was out. Dude, if you yeah. think McCarthy runs that offense, you're crazy. Aaron Rodgers calls at least like five audibles. To Rogers, then. Yeah. In a single huddle. Rodgers does what he wants. Uh, that guy is unreal. This is not the Le- LeBron offense. Where yeah, LeBron I think you're giving a little bit too much credit. I don't think I am. Out of his, the, his coach's hand. No, no. That's, the next thing I want to say is Cleo Mack is a monster. I don't know how you trade away him. For any like package, um, and then I think kind of the funny thing after the game is, after the Raiders game, John Gruden mentioned <laughs> this is hilarious. He was, <laughs> he was like, uh, "We didn't, we didn't get enough pressure." I forget who they were playing. Oh, the Rams. Rams. We didn't get enough pressure on Goff and Gurley, and I don't really know why. Well, maybe it's because <laughs> you traded <laughs> one of the best defensive players of A all generational time. Generational defensive player <laughs> off your team. <laughs> who had a like strip sack fumble in one play and a pick six? It was just crazy. Oh, speaking of which, we had a we had a very brief like a, like a shift in the night Deshaun Kaiser sighting <laughs> in this game <laughs> that we have to talk about. Dude, Khalil Mack terrorized Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, poor yeah. Deshaun Kaiser, the guy. <laughs> Sad. Because I think he does have like he's got a Chase Daniels esque career ahead of him because he's got the like build and the arm yeah and the skills to be a really good backup quarterback like and have a nice career in the NFL he was in over his head on dude's gonna make his money there's nothing to feel bad about it'll be okay yeah and he's gonna come to every single Notre Dame home game apparently yeah yeah (laughs) him and uh, Matthias Farley are just gonna hang out (laughs) come back to South Bend every weekend because why not um, the one thing I'll just say, I, I don't know if this is a defensive Matt Nagy or it's just interesting because going back, not to bring it back to the Patriots Super Bowl against the Falcons, but what, what was the biggest critique of the Falcons that Super Bowl is that they kept passing and they kept being aggressive with a, a large lead in the second half. And you can go back and like look and like how many run plays they ran versus pass plays and everyone critiqued the Falcons for that. Then you've got teams in this situation, like the Bears, and even going back, like the parallel I heard some people give was the Jags against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. These teams, like you, I don't know if you can fault them for trying to ride it out with um, going into a little bit of a shell offense with a big lead. Not that I guess the the Bears had an enormous lead, but I don't know. I, I can see where a coach is where where that makes sense. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's I mean, kinda... for me, it was more the like passive defense. It was they stopped blitzing Rodgers. They stopped mm-hmm. trying to get him out of the pocket. 
the offense was okay. I think like when they get into a lead, they should run the ball. Right. The best offensive player is Jordan Howard. Like right. feed him the ball. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about one more NFL. I know we have more on here, but we want to get to the pick six and other college football things, of course. Uh, let's talk about the Browns and the Steelers. <laughs> I I don't know about you guys. I watched way too much. I watched basically that entire game because that's what we get here in Ohio, in, in central Ohio at least, on the CBS. Uh, one o'clock kickstart. We got the Browns-Steelers. Um, uh the, the most heartbreaking part of it, and then you guys can feel free to jump in, was that they should have had the ball at, like, the seven-yard line after they intercepted Rodgers late in overtime. And Miles Garrett got penalized for a meaningless block at the back that ended up backing them up to, like, the 20, which is where they ran one play from and then got the field goal blocked. And obviously you don't know if it would have gone differently, but that, that, that play was – the encapsulation of that game for the Browns, in my mind. All right, so you want a story about how dumb the NFL is? Ready? I'm watching the the Bengals beat up on the Colts and have an awesome comeback win, and they flip over to the end of the Browns-Steelers game with, like, four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and I'm watching this. I'm, like, pretty pumped. And it gets to overtime, and then all of a sudden it flips back to the studio. And due to NFL broadcasting rights, we cannot show you the end of this game. Uh, and so I didn't get to watch overtime of the – Browns Steelers game kind of sucked. Not gonna lie, a little stupid. Well, you didn't really missed much. You missed a, a couple of turnovers, a couple of block field goals. It was the first Browns non-loss in like yeah. two years, Jeff. Yeah, undefeated history. The undefeated Cleveland Browns. <laughs> the other thing that was remarkable about this is the Steelers turned it over five times. So the Browns had a. I don't think the Browns turned it over once. Oh, dude, that tweet. They had, they had is... a plus five turnover differential. Oh, uh, let's share that tweet. And they they could only insane. tie. Like that, is that what so, the tweet pertains to? Yeah. Bill Barnwell, thank you for the stat. Yes. The Browns were plus five in takeaways on Sunday. Since the Browns returned to the NFL, teams with a turnover margin of plus five or better in a game are 132, four and one. The Browns are responsible for two of the losses and the tie. <laughs> and the tie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, how is Hugh Jackson still the coach? That's <laughs> improvement. They're making improvement. Yeah, I'm sure that's what he said. Progress, yeah. man. Progress. He had a great quote after the game where it was like, it was a tie. They, they asked him, like, what coach, what are your thoughts? It's an improvement. Something to that effect. And he was like, well, it was a tie, and it was a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how the NFL is the league that's most committed to ties. It's, it's just great. Um, of the big American professional sports leagues, mm-hmm. not counting the MLS, obviously. I think college should be. I, I hate that college football forces a team to win a game. I think oh we need to let oh, ties you're so happen. wrong. You're so no. wrong. That's we the need worst to let take. ties happen. No, we need to let so ties bad. Happen. College overtime is objectively yes, the, it's the worst. Overtime. Objectively the worst. Thank Agreed. you. One hundred percent with Jeff. The best. Okay, <laughs> the best overtime is baseball overtime. Close second, I agree. The the game just keeps going the way it has been before. (laughs) (laughs) And we're just going to slowly grind you down until it's just random position. But you can't do that in football. So, like, football, hockey, baseball. Hockey's overtime is also great in the playoffs when they don't do the stupid shootout thing. I would actually contend that hockey has, because you, like, NFL would play in the playoffs until there was a winner decided, too. You just never get to that point. So, like, obviously, in a playoff situation, you have to decide a winner. In the regular season, both hockey and NFL have a game that's so physical where you can't just let it go the way baseball lets well, it go. I, th- I think you should either cut it off or just let it go. That's, <laughs> that's my philosophy. You either, you either say, okay, clock says zero, it's a tie, or I know the clock says zero, but we're just going to keep going. Like, we're just going to turn the clock off completely, and you keep playing until someone wins. Do you like do you like soccer overtime in like international tournaments when they do penalty shootouts? No, John. That is the worst way to win or lose. No, I would game. rather them just keep playing a game. That's what I want them to do. Is just keep playing soccer until from ex- time runs out. From experience, winning in a PK shootout, you don't feel like you won the soccer mm-hmm. game. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. All right, that was that was a fun little overtime power rankings, uh, fire four tangent. Uh, all right, let's do. You guys good with the NFL? Anything yeah. else? Yes, please. That was enough. Eagles right. won. 
Flagelslay. All our teams are one and out. Yeah, who day? Well, except, except Prison for, Kate. Except Prison Kate's Kate. ponies. Peace and peace. PKPs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right, let's do the pick six. We will do six games. We have a couple of NFL games, but mostly college football. We'll start with, as we always do, Notre Dame at home against Vanderbilt. Uh, they are 13.5-point favorites, as we learned last week. As I think we've learned throughout the Brian Kelly era at Notre Dame, they're incapable of putting away an inferior opponent when they have a large uh, point spread. They were 35-point favorites, right, against Ball State. They won by eight points. So I don't think we need to talk anymore about that game, unless you guys would like to. Is it Ian book time yet? That mm, No. Many are saying. That, <laughs> it's, it's Phil Jakovic time. No, he needs, he needs this year. No. He can ride the pond. He's, uh, he's just as athletic as Brandon Wimbush and can throw the ball. Can't throw the ball as accurately as Ian Book, but can throw it as far as Wimbush. So, why I don't want to put a lot of stock in like the Wimbush performance from Saturday because it was clear at points he was just like basically playing backyard football and like running around trying to like wait for a guy to get open. It was clear at points too that he almost gave the game away because he threw three horrible interceptions. Yes, yes. and that was where okay. I was going. It was Actually, like he, co- he I'll was- give one. In- Actually, no, all, all of them were horrible, even the one that didn't look like it was his fault because he way overthrew the ball. Yeah. It was the least like composed I've seen him play in a year and two games. It was just so bad. It was concerning. Um, so anyway, Notre Dame Vandy. Uh, John, I'll start with you. Who do you like with the, uh, with the points? I mean, because for some bizarre reason, Brandon Wimbush – actually, no, it's not a bizarre reason. I don't think he cares about every game. Um and I, I, I assume he only actually tries to play in big games. Um, now, there's a qualifier to that, which is it has to be big games at home because he did horribly against Stanford and horribly against Miami. He just shrank. Um, so, I mean, I'll take him because it's going to be a big-ish game. It's an SEC opponent. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's going to come in with every expectation of winning because they should because the environment in Notre Dame Stadium is not going to intimidate them because they play it. Alabama once every two years or three years and they play at Tennessee and they play at Georgia and they play all these places where they're, you know, loud all the time. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I'll take Notre Dame. I mean, 13 and a half points is a lot, but we have a really good defense. Um, and I think that's hopefully going to be the difference maker. Our defense is better than either Vandy's offense or defense and I'll just ride them. So yeah, I'll take the Irish. Didn't Vandy's coach say something to the effect of, like, when they asked him at the SEC coaches meeting or, or like media day, if he was how he felt about going to Notre Dame, and he basically said like, "We play the SEC. We're not afraid of going to South Bend." I think uh, that was like, a bulletin board type quote that I've seen. I hope so. I hope so. I hope Brian I hope Kelly pulled that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I kind of want to take Vandy here because. 13 and a half points is a lot, and this is a game that I think Notre Dame will have a hard time putting away. Uh, I'll take Vanderbilt. Gosh, I'll do it. Traitor. I think Notre Dame, uh, but I hate this because... Too late. No, it's say, locked in. They say I'm you should only pick that. an underdog if you think they can win, and I don't really think Vandy can win, but I also don't think it's going to be a more than a two-touchdown game. I think it's close. Cooper? Notre Dame. Good job. All right. Well, we we all rode with Notre Dame last week with a, a, a double-digit points spread. Saw how that went. Uh, Cooper, speaking of you, you can start this one. Ohio State, TCU, in Jerry World. You'll be there. Where are your seats, by the way? Dude, Jerry World has to be the most expensive place to buy tickets. <laughs> and like my experience of buying tickets. Uh, we're like third row of Upper Deck, so not bad. Okay. So you're going to watch more on the screen than you are on I the field. I love of the screen. Yeah, <laughs> midfield. I was <laughs> actually bought seats solely for the purpose of viewing the screen. The screen yeah. is insane. It's just like it's – the screen is insane, and the screen makes the noise on the field just ridiculous because it doesn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be awesome. Uh, so who do you like? And we'll just one with the points too. So Ohio State, similarly, 13.5-point favorites. Dude, that's a lot of points. That's like my against, first against a ranked team. That's so. That's my first take. I thought 
I knew the line was going to be high. I didn't know it was going to be that high. And there kind of always does seem to be like a little bit of a bump for Ohio State. I think Ohio State's pretty good against the spread. Uh, uh, yeah, they've won every game by like 40 points this year. So. No, I'm talking just like in history. Yeah. Um, and Urban's ghost coaching this one, right? Uh, that's right. He's back. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was ghost coaching the last one too. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna go with Ohio State. I think they put up a lot of points, and I don't know how great TCU's offense is. I think they're gonna struggle with Ohio State's defensive line. Yeah, John. we'll go with Ohio State. All right. Yeah, um, for me, this is a bit of a no-brainer. I'm gonna take Ohio State. Um, they're really, really good. I, I don't know what TCU is like because I only watched a little bit of one of their games. Oh wait, no, they struggled with uh, yeah. SMU. Oh, uh, briefly Friday night games. Yeah. Before blowing them out. But if you can, um, if that can happen to you at home, worse things are going to happen in that stadium. Um, cause it's just, it's such like, I mean, the, the stadium is just so bizarre, like walking into it and play. I can't imagine what it's like to play a game there. It's gotta be so like adrenaline inducing and stuff. And I'll, I'll take Ohio state on adrenaline high over TCO. Yeah, Ohio State also just played there like, you know, eight months ago, nine months yeah. ago. Sam Darnold, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I made the comment that it's in Texas, which I don't think means anything because Ohio State travels better than maybe any any school in the country, um, their fans. So I'll take Ohio State, too. They've shown me nothing that would make me think they are not going to run TCR out of the building. So TCU is going to have a huge upset. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. <laughs> Uh, uh this this at some point we have to break this this curse it has to break <laughs> uh, speaking of points and running teams out of the building uh boise state at oklahoma state over under was 64 Six. 64 someone, okay. someone deleted this the four <laughs> over under is not is in fact not six it's 64 which still seems low so i'll go ahead and start i would put a lot of hypothetical money on the over in this game. They might hit this at halftime. Dude, if you bet the under, you're lame. Uh, so I'm going with the over. Yeah, I'll take the over. You got <laughs> better, always a better chance of, get, of, of getting the over than the under. It's just and so much more fun to bet the over, too. Yes, it is so much more fun to not bet. That, not that we've ever bet on sports again, but um, <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically, it would be way more fun to bet the over, especially in this game. Uh, all right, last one on the college football slate: LSU at Auburn. LSU getting no respect in this game. They are ten, they are ten and a half point underdogs in this game. No one respects Coach O and the and the Tigers. Yeah. So, uh, John, since you went last, you can go first on this one. Okay. Um, I feel insane, absolutely <laughs> insane, saying this. But I'm gonna take LSU. <laughs> ten points is a lot of points. Um, I know Auburn thinks they have a really great offense, but uh, in the past, that offense, I guess Mozan just breaks down sometimes, um, and it's embarrassing to watch. And I think LSU has a, as, as at least, at the very least, a decent defense, and they at the very least have a decent offense this year. I don't think they're quite the, the you know, dumpster fire they've been in the years past. So I'll go with LSU. I'll, I'll take the points. All right, Cooper. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in the same spot with John. I think that's a lot of points. I just don't like – there aren't too many big SEC games where you're like you see someone getting beat by that many points. I mean, it's rare. Um, LSU's defense is really, really, really good. I wasn't super impressed, honestly, with Auburn. I thought they really should have blown Washington out of the water. Um, I think LSU's offense is way better than it's been in the past. I'll take LSU. And I'm stuck in that spot where, I, do we really want to align all of our picks for three of these? <laughs> yeah, three of these in a row. Yeah, we do. I oh I, yeah, lock it in. LSU. I like the Tigers as well. Uh, I think that at the very least is a close game. Uh, all right, to the NFL. We have two NFL games to cap it off. We'll start with the Cleveland Browns going for their first victory still uh, at the New Orleans Saints. They are nine-point underdogs. Uh, the Saints coming off of uh, shocking. Is it fair to say shocking week one loss? Yeah, that's, the, that's very shocking. The Fitzmagic. At home, yeah. At home. In the Superdome. 
Um, can't, can't give a Harvard grad six weeks to prep for you. That's just unfair. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on being the 900th person to make that joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? I can go first. I'll, I'll go first. Go um, it. I'm taking the Saints. It's a must win. Oh. I'm going to go second. I'm taking the Saints. Um, the they're going to win by a lot. <laughs> I will take the Browns. It's a must. The Saints have to win this game. If they don't, like, 0-2 to start the season, it's tough, man. And they're they're a contender. They're so Their offense is so good. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Dude, Michael Thomas is a points. beast. Well, and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And Drew Brees. Yeah. I mean, it's just... That and defense is not going to play that bad. not going to play that bad. They can't. Their defense oh, wow. was so much better last year. Manti, dude, Manti. not good. You get you get Tarot on the turf. You don't know what, what could happen. <laughs> or maybe Baker. Who knows? I'll take the Browns. Ooh, I don't know. If Baker's starting, I might change my... Mm. Baker's not going to start. They'll nice. sit yeah. Baker at least through this game. I feel like this uh, would be the game to start in, actually. A shootout I, and a dome. Yeah, I, I like, agree. Uh, that, this, <laughs> like, this is Baker's element. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think it'll happen, sadly. All right, last game. New England at Jacksonville. Rematch of the AFC Championship game. Let's just pick this one straight up. I have no idea what the spread is. I think it's probably the Patriots by, like... I think it's three. Points. Three like points? Two and a half. I thought it was nine. No way it's nine. No point. way. All right. All right. Take it easy there. <laughs> that <boys>. was <laughs> super easy. Um, do we want to do it straight up or do we want to take yeah, it? Yeah, no, let's do it straight, 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 straight up. up. All right. I'll get this out of the way. I like the Patriots. I, oh, I My concerns God. were alleviated, uh, at least somewhat, of what they were going to do from a skill position standpoint because I forgot they had Rob Gronkowski. And they also, um, yeah, they find a way. Cool. I'm waiting to see if John's going to go. I know. This is a nice little standoff. Yeah. I'll fight chicken uh, all night long. <laughs> all right. I'll take the Jags. Uh, add a loyalty to, to our Jacksonville fan listeners. which Blake Bortles. Blake mm. Bortles. I still think Blake Bortles is an all right quarterback. I think he's a 10-year NFL starter. I mean, he's already halfway there, right? Like, right? Has, has he been <laughs> yeah, starting that's, for like that's right, which is, yeah. which is crazy. I think that you're absolutely right. He's on year five. Yeah, he's been a star. He's, he has more NFL experience than Jameis Winston. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'll back the Jags, especially in Jacksonville. You know, are they really going to play that this weekend? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think, I think things are supposed to stay. I don't stay know, north. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good point though. It'll probably be the very least rain. Yeah, in which case, I think you just go even more with the Jack, the Jags at that point. Um, mm. Muck it up. Tom, Tom Brady doesn't like the elements. Doesn't like weather. Mm. Man, I like really don't know what to do here because I could go strategy. This could be a really good opportunity to pick up a win on John. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. That's what, that's what I've been thinking about this whole time is trying to pick up wins on people. That's or I, would, I could I, just play it safe. I could pull a, a Nagy and, pull it, and just play it safe right here. Play it safe. That's what I want to do. My pick was the Jags. Miles um, Jack wasn't down. Um, he wasn't. <laughs> go back, watch the tape. Uh the Jags defense is really, really good. They're without Fournette. Uh, losing Allen Robinson is a big deal. Um, that offense sucks, but I don't think the Patriots are good either. It's early in the season for the Patriots. I just don't think they're anywhere near Patriots-level football. I'll take the Jags. All right. Jeff, you have, Jeff, you have the opportunity to pick up two games uh, I do. this week. Yeah. I, f- I faded you guys with the, both the NFL games, which <laughs> the Browns one I'm not – crazy about <laughs> it's gonna be a hundred percent three games then you could slingshot into yeah. the lead if you got all your he could. who do i have yeah. oh i took van i'm not even gonna feel yeah. good about that if vandy beats no, Notre Dame, i'll feel terrible like a real yeah. this could also you might win, but ruin your season <laughs> uh, jeff could be wearing standards. a tie from week three <laughs> <laughs> yeah we could do like a, a magic number like if i'm mathematically eliminated i just have to start wearing a tie <laughs> Like in baseball. <laughs> uh, current standings: I'm in first place. I have a nine and three overall record. Uh, John, you're in second, eight and four. Jeff, you're one game behind John, seven five. But right. hey, we're all positive. That's all making yes. money. Yep. We're on the green. Speaking of making money, um, <laughs> this, this week's lead pipe lock or whatever it is that we're calling it is uh, is Rutgers <laughs> at Kansas. Um, <laughs> 
So Kansas is favored by three. It's so it's just it's you know it's a home field it's a home field uh, tip. It's really this really is just a straight up game. Uh, it's really a coin flip. Um, in which case, take Rutgers. Um, <laughs> back Rutgers. It's really it's it's really a flip, but they're giving you three points here. So just go with it. Um, maybe we'll break the maybe we'll break the losing streak. If not, I think I'm just gonna start trying to pick garbage games because um, I'm definitely not doing that yet. Uh, Dude, why not take like Clemson over Georgia Southern at 33 points? John, no, I'm doing this thing where you take really bad teams <laughs> as underdogs. We're, try, we're trying to make more money, you know, and this is uh, this is a game where you can make make more money. Did you see the stat about the last time Kansas football won a road game before this past weekend? Oh, yeah. What was it? I saw um, a stat, but I don't remember it. it was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was like two. Oh, here we go. 3,281 days had passed since the Jayhawks' last road win. There you go. It's got to happen eventually. Dude, how do we feel about Texas being a three and a half point favorite over USC? That's a weird one. You know, Is that I at Texas? That? Yeah. I looked at that and I was like, "Ooh," but I decided to stay away from that. <laughs> are we? Are we sure USC is good? Yeah. No, no, we're not sure. We but sure? I'm, also, these teams are good? I'm also sure that we're not sure that Texas is good. This is true. Definitely sure about that. Yep. This was the game last year that uh, Texas took USC right Dude, down to the line. Such a good football game. Was. One of the best games of the season. Whenever these two teams get together, you can just bank on it. No matter how bad of seasons they're having. Was a good one last year. Matchup. Yeah, we watched that together, Cooper. I remember that. Yep. Uh, right. Should we do that? Should we do it? It's time. Two two. All board. Yep. All right. <laughs> okay. Um. So on the height on the currently on the train right now, we have in no particular order. We have um, uh, Tua Tagliavoa, Kyler Murray, Khalid Kareem, Jalen Elliott, uh, Dwayne Hoskins, Senior. Uh, John, uh, Will Greer and then um, also Jonathan Taylor. Would you guys like to vote anyone off the hype train? Can we just really quickly the newest additions? So Jonathan Taylor, running back, Wisconsin. Would you like to enlighten the people? Because I I don't know if any of our listeners know who Jalen Elliott is. Jalen Elliott <laughs> is a safety from the University of Notre Dame who had two interceptions in, this la- in last week's game. Oh, is he? Against Ball State? Okay. Against Ball So Hard State, yeah. Okay. Who, fun fact, is coming down to IU this weekend to play. So maybe maybe Prison Kate and I will go to that game. Who knows? Mm. Tickets are cheap. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. Do we want to vote anybody off? Um, I feel like for this to happen, Jeff and I have to be in sync. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, I want to vote, vote someone off? off. I'm up for voting someone off. All right, I'm up for voting someone off. All right. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, are you going to count us off? Or is Jeff, John, Jeff this, are you this participating? Is, this is you, John. Okay. Or wait, John, are you going to vote? I was going to vote, but if you All right, vote. yeah, I'll count us down. All okay. right, so All right. three, two, one, and then we'll go. Yeah. Three, two, one. Jalen Elliott. Oh, oh, no way. way. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> wait. All right. So who said Tua? Uh, I think that was Cooper. Um, no. Shut your mouth, John. All right. All right. So let's get to the standings. <laughs> now, that, now that everyone's staying here. Um, in, in last place, in seventh, we have Khalid Kareem. Surprisingly, in sixth place, with just uh, one more point than Khalid Kareem, we have Jalen Elliott. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> the two Notre Dame defensive players. <laughs> We have Kyler Murray in fifth, uh, hauling in 10 points. In fourth, do you, do you guys want to guess who's in fourth? Uh, Haskins. Okay. What did you just say, Jeff? Tua. Oh, it's Tua because you voted him seventh. Yeah. It is Tua Tagliavoa. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get inside the mind of John Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> now we have... He is 33% of this vote. <laughs> <laughs> now we have a tie for second place. Wait, we have a four-way tie for second place? No, no we have a three-way tie. Two-way. Two-way tie for second place. Uh, I think Greer's in first, so I think yeah, it's Haskins yeah. and Taylor. Will Greer is the unanimous front runner this week. Um, Love it. Which is really a, a, an accomplishment in our – I don't think we've ever had a unanimous front runner for any voting um, on this podcast. And then Dwayne <laughs> Haskins, senior, and uh, 
Jonathan Taylor are tied. So Dwayne Haskins Sr. hanging in there. Um, Every week I'm just impressed that he can go out there and compete at that age. At, uh, at that age. It's just amazing. <laughs> the NCAA needs to take a closer look. What's going on? I don't know what's going on at Ohio State, but that's yeah. got to yeah. be a violation. All right. All right, and now moving on to the poll, the rankings this week. We did rank – so we expanded the rankings to six teams per person. So we had a maximum potential of 18 teams that we could have ranked this week. We only ranked eight, though. Um, we're we're active, in alignment. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I bet you Alabama's eight. Uh, no, no. Okay, so what's interesting about this poll is we have a tie for fifth place. We have a three-way tie for fifth. However, okay. we'll start with eighth. So eighth. <laughs> So last, last in the rankings, but still making the rankings, are the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. With one point. <laughs> Damian Witt in Manhattan, Kansas. It's big. It's Launch a big one. The <laughs> They're getting consideration now, you know. Uh, the, com- the committee's taking a look. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now, do you guys want to take a stab at any of the three teams that are tied for fifth? Just outside the playoff? Uh, Notre Dame. The, yeah, Notre Dame is one of them. I feel like Clemson is one of them. Alabama's probably one of them because John uh, Brinkman was last. No, but I feel like, Cooper, you were on the same page. I feel like we, we brought Alabama up higher. I ranked Ohio State outside of my top four. I know Ooh, I'm like going nah, behind the curtain okay. a little bit here. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. be doing that. I'm sorry. Okay, so it's definitely Notre Dame and I think Clemson are, t- are the two of them. All right. Notre Dame is one of them. However, the other two are the Sooners of Oklahoma. Oh yeah, and Wisconsin. All right, so now we get to the actual playoff portion. Um, we'll just insert a commercial break there. Um, in fourth place, Georgia Bulldogs. In third, and in the playoff for the first time in this poll, we have the Clemson Tigers. <laughs> John caved a little bit. Uh, no, actually. I, uh, yeah, this is actually me. Someone, yeah, someone ranked them fifth, and that was Jeff. <laughs> Dude, you guys just need to admit that your Florida State pick was bad and move none on. None of us, none of us picked Florida State, Cooper. You the guys all were high on the Florida State. Like, we're high on Florida State. We didn't pick in the Florida preseason, State. and clearly Willie Taggart has no idea what they're doing because they're wearing a backpack when they get turnovers on the sideline, which is. Ridiculous. Yeah, secure the bag. Is that better or worse than the trash can? There's a worse. There's a the backpack. The backpack is like an all-time low. Wait, I need to but, know about the turnover uh, trash can. Well, I don't even know if it was a turnover trash can. It might have just been a good play trash can. That's what Butch Jones had on the sideline at at Tennessee. They had a trash can that hold up. Fitting. Uh, all right, rounding right. us out, John. And and a tie for first place. We have. Alabama and Ohio State. Do I hate you, John? You're like just so trying to jinx my season. I um, can't stand it. I'm yeah, on I you. Was, it's it, w- it wasn't just me. Yeah, you ranked them last, which is really uh, impressive. Shameless. That is shameless. Yeah, Cooper. It's not shameless. They haven't played anyone. I mean, Alabama hasn't an anyone. They played one of the, the worst eyeball tests, Cooper. Football. Yeah. Eyeball test. Could be why Alabama only appeared on two ballots. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They've they've kind of been stuck there. Their point total really hasn't gone up any uh, week to week. They've just been losing ground. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be like the FCC championship. Alabama's just one to go undefeated. And they're not gonna be. They're gonna only appear in two of three polls. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is that all. Okay. Yeah. That was all. Good? That's it. That's it. Uh, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. Yeah. Yep. The most electric two segments in sports podcasting. Yep. All right. Let's do the wasted data. Finish it up. Uh, Cooper. Yeah. So classic uh, NFL week one overreaction. I don't actually have any like specific evidence of this because it's just happening everywhere. I think we're all overreacting to um, Sam Darnold's debut. So just like going to leave that there. I think that's going to come back to bite someone. Maybe me, but most likely everyone else who's overreacting to Sam Darnold's uh, week one debut. I'm really not a believer in Sam Darnold. I thought he looked awful against Ohio State. Um, 
and I can't name a single player on the Detroit Lions defense, which tells me they can't be good. So, but Matt Patricia has the pencil tucked behind his ear, so he's a defensive mastermind. People forget, and he wears a backwards hat, which yes. was really cool. This is true. He looks good. I saw someone on Twitter point out that he has the pencil behind the ear, but his sheet that he has in front of him has laminated. Oh, that's rough. That's probably why they got destroyed. Bad luck. Bad luck. Bad luck. Bad luck. Couldn't make any notes. No. Uh, John. Yeah. Um, so just riffing on Cooper's thing for a second, I think we got to ask whether or not the Detroit Lions are paying their players enough. I mean, obviously Ohio State has a motivation thing going there. But anyway, <laughs> um, so my, uh, my ways to data it's true. Is, uh, it's a, head, a headline from Newsweek. Evangelical Christians clash with soccer fans in the stadium dispute. So in Peru, um, a group of evangelical Christians invaded a soccer stadium and training complex, claiming that they had better title than the actual club. Um, and they started uh, defacing some murals, and they're walking around with a bunch of um, like uh, plasterboard and stuff and hard hats and matching light blue T-shirts and jeans. And I don't know what the evangelicals thought they were going to do. Like they, somehow they were going to force the soccer team out of the complex. But the soccer team's fans broke in and started brawling with them. Um, that's insane. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, and I just felt like that needed to be highlighted in the podcast. I'm not making a judgment about who wasted the data of, of whom in, in that situation. But uh, <laughs> that's just crazy. <laughs> Whom's data? Whom's um, data? Whom's would among you not, us? not go to war for your sports teams? I mean, if. Some if a group of evangelical Christians walked onto Notre Dame's campus and told Notre Dame that they had better title than Notre Dame, I might. I don't know yeah. if I'd get into fisticuffs, but oh man, then you're not your fan. I might have words. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a fight. It would be an altercation. I'd probably do the short gesture. That's what I would go for. The short gesture, yeah, or just yeah. just uh, puff out puff out the chest a bit and do the short gesture. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's an all time classic. All time great. Uh, all right, John, this one's a special shout out to you. Are you aware that there was a baseball team named the Mobile Bay Bears? I, I, I am. I went to, I have been to several Mobile Bay Bears games. Are you aware that they have made a move to North, somewhere in North Alabama, Rocket City, North Alabama, to be specific? Oh, you mean Huntsville? Huntsville is actually Rocket City. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, because we stole Huntsville. So the former Huntsville baseball team is now the Biloxi Chuckers. Mm, okay. Yep. Not relevant to the story at all, but thank you. Um, the Mobile Bay Bears have been renamed with their move to Huntsville to the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not a joke. 100% real. This is an official oh, team that's name. That's so sad. I don't know if they're a minor league team or if this is like independent league baseball. No, they're, they're, they're double A. They're double A for whomst. Uh, they were double A for the Atlanta Braves. No, 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 no. They weren't because the Mississippi Braves are their affiliate. They were double A for the Atlanta Braves a while ago. Wait a second. Um, okay. Um, that is way less important than the fact I have to read you off the vote getters for the, the, the follow up, the runner up for team name. Cause this was of course like a fan voted thing. So trash pandas received 44.7% of the vote. Thunder sharks was next. <laughs> Thunder sharks. Which, which. <laughs> On his face is okay. Next behind that was Moon Possums. Oh, I like the Moon Possums. Followed closely by Space Chimps. Uh, and, and rounding out the vote getters in fifth place was the Comet Jockeys. <laughs> oh, gosh. The Trash Pandas definitely the, you know, rule supreme over those. That's I think. Pretty, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to the Trash Pandas coming to Biloxi at least twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yo, what's the status on uh, trash panda jerseys? Are those great question. Have we printed those yet? (laughs) If they're looking for like a a sponsor, because I think that the thing that happens in minor league baseball is like the jerseys are like soccer jerseys you can sponsor. Um, Maybe we could get some real estate on those jerseys. At the very least, we could rock them around. Yeah, they could be the official Alabama baseball team of the All the Small Takes podcast. What even are the colors for this team? Well, they were like, so they used to be like shades of blue, basically. It appears that it's a combination of blue, black, and red. Really? Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, I'm excited. So um, th that division also is home to the Montgomery Biscuits. Uh, and um, uh, there's, there's a couple other good names. Uh, the Pensacola uh, Blue Wahoo um, and the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, um, mm. in addition to the Biloxi Shuckers. And then Binghamton has the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, which is one of my favorite minor league sports teams. <laughs> and then there's also like the uh, Hartford Yard Goats, I think. That's a fun one, too. Minor league sports are great. They really are. All right, so we have to wait until October 27th uh, for new logo and new merch. All so right. this let's, get, let's get on the pre-order list. Yeah, I, I, we need to find an email of some sort. All right. We do. Prison Kate will be gainfully employed by that point in time. So well, There you go. We may happen. She's buying jerseys for the whole podcast. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's the, that. that is the podcast for the week. Nope, it's definitely happening. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, all the small things episode 71 it is 10 45 which means it's bedtime past bedtime so we'll leave you with that we'll be back next week and until then dope